0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Fights of the Roundtable. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody. Um, my co-host tonight, uh, Laura Jean Mamer, uh, cannot make it at this particular time. I think she's calling in later. I'm hoping, but she's on set for a movie right now. So hopefully, if she can call in, great. If not, I we totally understand. As well as our our uh, guest, Victoria Demar, uh, is also working <laughs> tonight. So she's, she should be
2: awesome. calling we had in. Perfect hopefully. Timing.
1: <laughs> i know right like they talked to me today both and we're like yeah hey you know um you, yeah, you, caught me, so, you, you
2: caught me like right when i just finished so i was like oh yeah sure
1: <laughs> awesome well there you go perfect um how, all right so my guests tonight that are here at this moment uh first of all we've got james l edwards uh how are you doing james
0: real good how you doing jonathan
1: doing great doing great um James, oh hold on, and and then I'll I'll go I'll go into a little bit more about you guys, but uh, also we got Blake Fitzpatrick here. How you doing, Blake?
2: Well, doing great. How about yourself, John? It's been a while, man. How you been?
1: I know. Seriously, I think the last time I had either of you two on the well, James, and I trust to do a, a podcast. We did like an hour long talk, and then it didn't work out unfortunately with my freaking. I I told him about it. I felt so bad but unfortunately the, uh, stuff I was using to record our talk, um, made it sound like he was like distant and, and then I tried to up everything, but when I upped everything, it sounded horrible, worse, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I guess it just wasn't meant to be, but we had a really good talk. And so I'm hoping we can have that at some point and have like a, a one-on-one like that again. Um, but oh absolutely.
2: Yeah, I I've wanted I've wanted to talk with him for a while because uh <laughs> of the everybody else is on the show tonight, I shot with Laura and Victoria this week and he's the only person I haven't worked with, so this, <laughs> this, this, is, this is good. Good timing. <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely. Right. Perfect. Um so okay, um this is kind of like more more generic. We talk about uh, stuff that's in the inter- entertainment business, or or things like that. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is um, I had a situation today where a a um, uh, person was in my eye line while I was having a conversation with people, and they were very distracting. They were doing stuff and and everything like that. And I almost wanted to blow up and kind of you know like I was frustrated. I wanted to yell and everything, and I wanted to have my Christian Bale moment for a second. And I didn't. Uh, cooler has prevailed, and I didn't. But my, my big thing about that was it was the first time I actually connected with uh, Christian Bale's attitude and his, uh, you know, like being in the eye line of somebody and seeing somebody pace around or doing something is very distracting. And so I've, I've talked yeah. about this on the Independent Corner before, and I wanted to get your guys' uh, perspective on, like, was was that a... Let me see how I wrote, wrote it. I wrote it, like, really succinct about it. Um, obviously, the meltdown was one thing, but it made me wonder how would you guys feel given that situation? To see someone in your eyeline that is pacing back and forth while you are acting, would it bother you, um, and how could Christian as an actor... I've handled that more professionally. Um, I'll go with James first and then I'll get you Blake. No,
0: it, yeah, it's, actually funny that you br- it's actually funny that you bring that up because the last two productions that I've been involved with, uh, one where I was writer and actor for uh, Brad Twigg's um, Killer Campout, as well as my own directorial uh, that's coming up, uh, her name was Krista. I've had that situation happen. And, Honestly, the way I chalk it up personally is, as far as our level of filmmaking goes, a good number of people that are going to work on your set, a lot of times this is the first movie they've ever done. So they're perceiving this mostly mm-hmm. as just a good time um, mm-hmm. for, for people that have been involved in this for quite a while. Um, I, I mean, you, you kind of reach a level of, of self-perceived professionalism so it, it can be very frustrating when you're trying to concentrate on your character, you're trying to basically get into the head of your character, and you have somebody goofing off in the background. You have to Absolutely. take it with a grain of salt, though, because realistically, I mean, again, a lot of this is a, an entirely new experience for these people. I, I've been I've been doing this since 1985. So I've come to learn over that, that span of time. It's like, okay, that's, that's definitely something you don't do, but you can't really fault somebody who's never been on a set before. As far as Christian Bale, uh, you know what? I have an an immense amount of respect for him as a performer. um, But no, I I don't think there's any excuse for, for that type of blow up whatsoever. I mean, realistically, (sighs) and especially with that, from what I, I mean, again, maybe I'm wrong in this, but from what I understand, it was just a simple thing where somebody accidentally bumped a light stand. So yeah, I mean, it, realistically, yeah, it, was, it,
2: was a D, it was a DP and someone. Yeah, all he did was change the light and he slipped out. Right. I mean, especially someone who a
0: has the experience and and honestly, I mean, this is these are the facts. The amount of money that Christian Bale makes per film. You, sure. you kind of have to take that it, with a huge grain of salt. It's like, cause realistically it's not affecting him if he's taking another take, you know, I, I right. understand the actor's method. I understand. Oh, I, I, it's taken me out of the performance. Well, if you're an actor, get back into the mood. It's that simple. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a no job. excuse for that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's no different than if, uh, if a mailman comes to a, comes to a door and the, uh, uh and the mailbox is frozen It's like, okay, does that give him the right to kick in the door and scream and holler? No, absolutely. It's his job. You know, do your job, you know.
2: No, no, Um, I totally agree. Real
1: quick, yeah, real real quick, uh, we have a caller calling in, so I'm not sure. uh, uh, Hello, uh, caller?
3: Hi, it's Victoria DeMar. Hi, Victoria. Hey. (laughs) How's it going? It's going really well.
1: all right, so I was just, I was just, we were just talking about um, the the Christian Bale situation that happened years ago, but mm-hmm. it uh, it happened to me. I'm mean, gonna give you the short story or whatever of it, but it kind of happened to me um, in just regular life, and you know somebody being my eyeline or whatever, and and it being really distracting and everything like that. So Blake's about to answer his his thoughts on it. Then we'll get to your thoughts from that. So. um
2: uh, like I, Heather, I'm, I'm in, I, oh, it, it's fine. I'm in no hurry. Um, <clears throat> basically, my actually uh, <laughs> my response is probably going to be a little uh, off for some people, but uh, I've actually scaled back on the crew, and I handpick uh, cast members and I handpick crew members, so I actually keep a lot smaller set now to avoid things like that. But it's not that I'm a diva or anything. It's just that I like to keep the talent as happy as possible, and I want to make a good experience for them, and I want them to have a good time because that's the only way they're going to open up creatively and give give you their all and give the best performance. So, um, and I found that distracting too as an hacker as well, because we just did a you know last year I did a French New Wave flick where I was in it and. Um, So I actually am more into minimalism now uh, than I was earlier, you know, working on sets and stuff. I like to try to keep it to the bare minimum, but I vet people a lot more, you know, um, than I used to. And I I guess that's a little, I mean, it, it might sound a little selfish, but I like to get people in and out so I'm not wasting everybody's time. And I like to be efficient, and I also like to get the best, you know that we can to create the best kind of art we can, you know, and have a good time. And me and Vicky had a great time uh, shooting this week in Burbank. I mean, I had a blast, and we did we did some great stuff, and it was fun. And um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on it. I mean, I mean, I'm obviously really chill, and you know, if there's gonna be a lot of people on set, it's cool. But um, I'm totally cool with that, and it's not gonna distract me. But I've kind of preferred. Uh, uh smaller sets and uh smaller crews over the years, you know, as I work on more stuff. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they may, that might make me sound like a dick, but uh it's just my preference, <laughs> no. you know.
1: No, <laughs> not it's, at all. it's it
3: gives you more control. Totally
1: understandable.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah.
1: Victoria, what do you think of uh that situation like would that distract you having seen somebody in your eyeline moving around? And stuff, and and how would you handle that situation if it was distracting you?
3: Um, I yes, that would distract me very much. So, Um, you know, shooting a film um, is for the perspective of the camera. It's it's not uh, you don't pull up a chair. This isn't the theater, and people standing around watching. Um, I really prefer that the people who would be involved during the takes be the people who are working. Um, It's a team effort. Everyone has a job and a responsibility, and I find it to be very distracting when I'm turning and looking and there are people standing in my eyeline, people moving in my eyeline that are just kind of hanging out and watching. Um, Again, this isn't the theater, uh, go buy the movie, go see the movie when it comes out, and watching through the whole entire movie, you're never going to see what you thought you were watching on set because it's shot for the perspective of the camera. You don't, you don't know what it's going to look like. So right. I, I find that to be very distracting. Um, I, I generally um, try and connect with a really, really intimate relationship with the director and the DP on set, and I will walk straight up to them before I'm shooting any of my scenes and explain my process and what I'm going to be doing in order to get what you need out of me and um, I come prepared I come to hit the ground running I'm I'm not a newbie I, I have been doing this for 20 years so I I take it very seriously I'm very passionate about what I do and I give it my all my best no matter whether I'm making an indie film a B movie or I get to be on a studio set so I I usually just tell them what my process is and that I need to have focus and quiet and like You know, the joking around, the lollygagging, and the moving, and the watching, and the hanging out kind of save those for the other scenes because um, it takes up a lot of time, and it it, it takes my focus. It it distracts me, especially when I'm I'm playing a lot of emotional characters, and I'm trying to hold an emotion through the takes, and um, that kind of work requires a lot of focus, and you need quiet and, and... and or instead of like blowing up and saying something inappropriate, I usually just say to the director and the DP straight up what I need, the quiet and the focus, and like, don't get me wrong, I am having the time of my fucking life, and I will be partying with you all through to the end of this, but while we're, we're shooting my sh- scenes and my shots, I need to have quiet. I I I to to get into character and just because I come on set in character and I need to stay in it until I'm done. And sometimes it's a process of getting out of it, like on the on, the unwind on the way home, and then a couple hours to unwind before you're studying to go back the next day. You know, so <laughs> I take it very seriously. So I um. Quiet and focused and everyone just doing their best to do their job because I'm trying to do my job to the best of my ability and I love the characters that I play and I want to be in that as long as possible. So um, I can't be joking around and fucking around in between takes because, unless I'm playing that kind of character, just a jokester. and I, But if I'm playing someone who's having a nervous breakdown, has just been in a head on collision crash and her husband's dead and she's in the middle of nowhere. I, I don't ask me if I'm okay in between takes when I'm hysterical because Victoria Damar's fine. The character's not. And if, you, if you're going to yeah. take me out of it, if you're rubbing my shoulders and saying, "Are you okay?" and coming up and talking to me like, save it to the end. Save it till we're, until we get the. We're moving on from the from the AD because <laughs> I, I I need to be staying in it because you're going to take me out of it. And you can really only hold an emotion, human beings in general, for 20 minutes at a time before it changes. So. Where we're trying to get those shots, I need to come on set in it and stay in it and be in it, and and people who are watching and lollygagging um, distract me, and um, I just kind of tell the people in charge what I need, and they just, you know, it's like for productions like the military, it just goes down the line of command. Uh,
2: line yeah, of command. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then everybody's gee, gee, like, "Words cool. from a legend, right there."
3: Yeah, and, words and then and, from and, a and then it's like it's like and then everybody's like oh cool and then like when they see when me come on set and I'm playing a demon and a monster and I'm like fuck you until so I have to roll I mean I'll say <laughs> to the director and the DP is it okay if I scream until you say action and they're like where are you need where any where Victoria? go for it. And, and then and then the crew's like holy shit you know like she's crazy she's intense this is awesome and then they're like wow this is awesome and then and then we're having a blast where we're doing our jobs to the best of our ability so I I I think I think smaller sets are great. You could have more control and create a team that agrees. And it you just, you and, just
2: and, block. And I I also love well-oiled sets. I mean, as long as you if you have a big crew, it's cool as long as everybody like you said was working. That's yeah. as long as everybody's doing their job, you know. If there's a boom operator, there's somebody running, you know, everything and they're doing their shit, then it's cool. But yeah, definitely distractions are distractions. That's basically all I could say. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. And it just delays the process. And like, I work on a lot yeah. of low budget B movies and like, we'll shoot like 20 scenes in a night, you know what I mean? Where it's like, we got We don't have a lot of time and we can't, you know, like, I mean, like, I mean, I'm like a one take fuck because like, you got, you know, like, Oh, we got it. We're moving on. And then we're, and then so we can get out of there because you're working long ass days and you got to get it quick. And when, you know, there's distractions. It eats up your time, and it's like, come on, let's just get this because we got to move on. Yeah, All right, well, speaking that. of,
1: I, I, hate to, I hate to say this, but speaking of moving on, we gotta, we got to get to the next question. So that was great. Oh, okay, I love everybody's answer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, we just got to
1: go to the next question because uh, I've got a few, so I just want to make sure we get a, a few good questions in there. But um, okay, so why horror? Like you know, because this is Frights of the Roundtable, so we want everybody's worked in horror. So wh- why horror? And what is it about the genre that gets everyone so excited? Um, James, uh, do you want to take this?
0: Um, I mean, for me personally, I've just always been a horror fan. I mean, as early as I can remember, that's always been my favorite genre. I love the the feeling of being scared and still being in a controlled environment um I, I i i we were talking earlier i know that uh, there's there's always been this kind of stigmata about horror where it's like i i think you would mention that it's kind of considered like one step up from porn and i think that's really really a shame because it's the only genre i would say it's the only genre that has the next to sci-fi i'd say that has the the most passionate fans i think that it has I know they treat it sadly as like a stepping stone uh, uh, genre, but at the same token, I mean, some very incredibly talented filmmakers and performers have not only gotten their start with horror, but also continued with it. So, I mean, for me personally, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've worked on comedies. I've worked on dramas. I, I'm getting ready to, uh, uh, to do an action film shortly, but if I have a choice, it's always going to be horror. I I would consider myself a horror actor and, hopefully uh as of next year a horror director so i mean i mean that's just my take on it
2: no 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 That's it's a great take yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um well, Blake, uh, yeah what my about take you? on it, well my my take on it. pretty it's pretty simple uh horror is um fear is one of the deepest human emotions and it connects on such a basic level that so many people can connect to it so it actually makes it you know that that's I think that's what makes it not only connect with audiences so much and so easily, um, but it's it also makes it uh, one of the most profitable and popular of the genres uh, of independent film, just because there's uh, there's that deep-seated notion that's always planted there. You know, and you know I grew up loving horror, so I mean it's not like I'm ashamed of it or anything. I'm just saying that I think it's always going to be there. Because there's always going to be that emotion you know there's 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 only so many deep emotions, and fear is one of those that are is just so strong that everybody can connect to it and come together and kind of experience it together in my opinion i mean again, that's just my opinion, but I think that's why it does so well and and you know I, I know some people like to say, "Oh, you know it's the porn or whatever, but uh, no there's there's so much talent that goes into it. I mean, to make a good, to tell a good story, you know, a three act structure, character arcs and all that, uh, even in any genre, you know, it takes a lot of talent and a lot of hard work. So, uh, people who say that are dicks.
3: <laughs> I gotta say that. <laughs> uh,
1: Victoria, what do you, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I, I think people that say that are just fucking stupid. I mean, the adult <laughs> entertainment industry is a whole other industry in and of itself. I mean, just because there's nudity in a horror film, I
2: yeah, mean, that's course, the formula fans porn? are
3: expecting. I mean, because uh, the Halle course, Berry yeah. won an Academy Award from fucking Billy Bob Thornton in that movie The Monster's Ball or whatever. Was that porn? Right. No. I mean, it's like I people are just stupid who think that. I, I love doing horror because I've always uh, – I, I agree with James. I've always been a fan since I was a kid. Um, horror struck me it was the horror films, horror films and it's just the most popular genre next to comedy I mean there's always going to be an audience for it, they're loyal, they're collectors it's I mean the conventions that dominate the world that thousands of people attend are horror sci-fi action comic book uh, conventions and they will always be because of that genre and that fan base and I, I love them and people that think that you know people can't act from horror movies and such I mean they don't know what the fuck they're talking about again they're just idiots I mean some of the biggest actors in the business were doing Roger Corman films and who have been directors and academy award winners and nominees as actors and directors editors all of them so people just say stupid things you know when they don't know what they're talking about but I I I love it and you know you look at the box office Numbers, unfortunately, that's all the studios care about. You know, all year round, they're in the top five films. There's always a horror film in there, and that's the big studio films that are going to four thousand screens nationwide or whatever. So, and people think you know, the actors who do horror can't ask, Like, are you are you kidding me? I mean, wasn't Peter Sarsgaard getting a nomination for It? I mean, that was a horror film, a studio horror film, it hasn't been one since Kathy Bates with Misery. So, you know. It, Horror is, is you know, the number two popular genre of film and content in the world for a reason because there's an audience for it and people people love it and always will.
2: Absolutely. Well put.
3: Um, So I wanted to
1: make mention right now that, unfortunately, Laura, Laura can't call in. It won't let her call Aww. in. I think it's because we have too many people, which I did not realize that they cut you off at a certain time here. Oh, Other, no. You know, um. I
2: want my two fun size actresses. <laughs> <laughs> fun I know.
3: Size, my girl, she can't get through. See, I all got wrapped on time, and I was just like, <gasps> right, to get home to call in, and I, I and now she can't call in. Oh. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm sorry. So and I feel bad, but uh, Laura will definitely be back on the show because she's yeah. been my co host for, for a few times, and uh, she'll, you know. Um, but uh, unfortunately, this today was just not uh, in the cards, I guess, or whatever. But uh, we love we love you, Laura, and we're sorry. <laughs> we wish uh, you could be here. Um, yes. And we uh, we hope
2: you're having we hope you're having fun on set.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, um. And I think she still is on set, so it's probably better that she doesn't call him when she's there. <laughs> cause, you know, it can be a little. Uh, don't don't distract anybody or whatever. You know. <laughs> talk about that. But uh anyway, um okay, so those are some really great answers and thank you guys so much for those. Um uh alright. Um so what is the okay, yeah, I kinda wanna talk about this because uh and I think I'm gonna talk about it in the next uh episode whenever whenever we do that. I was just talking to James. I may and uh, like I was gonna have like two more episodes. But, like, right now it's, like, the holiday season, and it really is kind of tough to, to do stuff. So I may not do any until the, you know, till next year. Um, and so we'll see. This may be the last episode of the year here. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: But it may be. may not be. We'll see. I was hoping to do two more and, and end it. But uh, we'll see. Um what is the most controversial subject in the horror, horror world right now, according to you guys? Um, I, I want to bring that up because I know there's a lot of controversy with, like, the mainstream media with, with everything going on with sexual mm-hmm. harassment and stuff like that. But unfortunately, in the low-budget horror world, that doesn't – I mean, that happens, but that doesn't seem to be, like, something that, that, that draws a lot of attention or whatever. Um, is, there a, is there a controversial subject right now that you guys think is uh, going on? I guess I'll start with James again, and we'll go around the
0: circle. I mean, if you're talking just as far as something that would be uh, – are you talking like as far as like a threat to, to the business or something that uh, just in low-budget filmmaking in general?
1: Uh, kind of both. Like, I, think, you, I think he was you talking
2: know. more about genre – Specific and story-wise, right? Is that what you're talking about? about about about,
1: Yeah, controversy in like the the world of actual like filmmaking and horror filmmaking right now. Like, is there anything going on? Do you guys think there's anything going on right now that needs to be addressed?
0: You know, I, I as... wouldn't necessarily oh, okay. say addressed. I would, say, I mean, because I mean, obviously, the big news with uh, with large budget filmmaking is the whole uh, uh, the accusations and uh, with Harvey Weinstein and then everyone else that's included in that. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. that, that certainly happens. I'm uh, I, I personally never really run into it, but I, I'm sure that definitely happens on a low budget scale as well. What I'm thinking, I mean. Something that I think is threatening the business of low-budget filmmaking, but can also be a help, is the fact that it's just so damn easy to do this now. Um, I mean, any anybody with a, anybody with a phone camera at this point now believes that they're they are <laughs> or, or they can make a movie, and where where exactly. that can be done. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it can be very damaging because there's an there's an influx of films being made and only so many spots for those films, you know? And
2: it's only, it's only going to get worse with the new episode Right, oh, exactly. Too.
0: And that's the thing. I Now, by that same rationale, I think that can also be a good thing because I think it it forces all, us as filmmakers to step up our game. We We now have to, where it used sure. to be fairly easy to get our films seen, now with the extreme amount of competition, good, bad, and indifferent that's out there, I think it really gives us an opportunity to say, okay, we can't just fuck around with this anymore. Now we have to actually come up with something that is groundbreaking. We have to come up with something that uh, isn't just. I, I mean, I know from doing films, mostly shot on video films in the eighties and nineties, you there was a very it was a very very small group of people making these movies. Now right. everybody's making movies, and like I yeah. said, I, I, where it can be damaging. It's also a good thing. I really do think that it gives us the opportunity to really It's And
2: it's funny, because all, all three of us were from that era, too. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's totally I agree, I agree
3: completely, yeah.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I mean, yeah, that, that was very well put. Thank you. Well, I mean,
1: do you – yeah, well, uh, Blake, do you, do you think there's anything else that might be threatening uh a little bunch of filmmaking?
2: Well, like I was saying with, uh, happened with net neutrality, that's going to hurt. Um, I think, uh, he hit the nail on the head. I was going to say the same thing. Um, I think you just, the market is just flooded and oversaturated. So, um, you know, that's, that's a huge issue for, uh, indie producers that are trying to make something. You got to do stuff that's either just so wacky or so different or so good that, uh, it's going to stand out or have so many talented people in it. Like I usually try to focus on, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I usually, um, um, you know, I work on the script and that's, uh, you know, uh, you know, screenwriting and editing are my two favorite parts. Um, so, I mean, I spend a lot of time writing and I've been doing a lot of, you know, for a long time. So, I mean, I can bang them out pretty fast and I know what I'm doing, but no, I, I think even, uh, even with great writing and and stuff, I mean, even then, I think the biggest thing is publicity uh, to add to what he was saying. Um, I mean, we have social media, but someone like me, I mean, I can't do social media. So it's like, um, I think that's a big deal. Uh, I mean, having really talented people involved really helps because people want to see those talented people perform. But I think mm-hmm. uh, with with so much going on um, in social media, like just everybody is bombarded and flooded with so much stuff. Even if you repost something like 10 or 20 times, like I was just talking to someone the other day and they're just like, they had no idea. I'm making four feature films at once right now. And it's like, they're like, wait a minute. Uh, he's like, I thought this was a stop frame animated movie. And I'm like, no, 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 that's my other movie. I'm doing this and this and this. And they're just, it's like, what are you fucking nuts? And I'm like, no, he's really fucking busy.
3: <laughs>
2: so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens in January. I mean, I, I have no, no damn idea. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully it doesn't hurt us uh too much you know i mean I- i'm worried i'm worried a little bit about looking at some of those stipulations in the bill so but mm-hmm. uh yeah i think those are i think those are those are some great points uh i want to hear what vicky says though mhm yeah oh
3: classic well, victoria um... Yeah, I to, I completely agree as far as the filmmaking and the market and such. I completely agree with James and, and everyone. Um, I, I mean, as far as the the blow up of all the sexual harassment allegations, I mean, unfortunately, um, my opinion is that um, the sexual harassment is just unfortunately the norm in especially the entertainment business. I. It happens to men as much as it happens to women. I, I mean, my core group of friends and colleagues that I've known for 15-plus years, I, I don't know any of them who haven't been. Um, yeah, it, it I'm, only, I've been been—I've
2: been sexually harassed, and I'm a guy.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> happens to men just as much as it happens to women. I mean, in my opinion and in my experience from 20 years, I mean, I've been harassed on set for 20 years. You know, it happens. I mean, it's not everyone, so you can, absolutely cannot point the finger, but it happens and I mean I've had directors come into my dressing room behind me and lock the door when I didn't see it and I'm changing and they come up behind me and cut my breasts and you're like oh my god I can't believe this is happening right now I like I've had them whip out their cock you know just I get it out and put, and ask me what that what I thought of it I mean, I, I mean where you're just like I can't believe this is happening right now and you just try and sidestep the situation and get yourself away from it and unfortunately you have to just ignore it because it only comes out when it takes one whistleblower, one person to say no. This is fucked up. I'm saying no. I'm blowing the whistle. It's illegal. and I'm just ready to go the the full nine yards. And then everybody else comes out of the woodwork because nobody wants to say anything. Because then you'll get blacklisted. Somehow you will get blacklisted. Someone really wants to say Harvey Weinstein has had all these Academy Award winning films that he harassed you. Are you fucking kidding me? You would have never worked in this town again. So I yeah. I don't yeah, I don't doubt power. any of their stories. And I know men on both sides of the camera, even in the corporate suits at studios. It happens on that level too, on that high level too. Um, it happens, again, to men and women. In my experience, about 85% of the business is either gay or bisexual. And I would say 90% of that 85% is, is in the closet. And it, But it it happens, and it happens. And you can't just say, oh, it's just women saying stuff. All those things and worse have happened to men that I know as well. And, um It just like I said, it just takes one whistleblower and then it comes out, and it's like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, you know. And then when it comes out on a big scale with all these huge people who have all this power because they're worth millions and millions of dollars uh, to to studios and make those people a shitloads of money and the stocks and everything else because all they care about are the numbers. And, and right. then it's just may, it's just mayhem. It's mayhem. <laughs> Cause then that, I mean, Harvey, wants his career is fucking over. I mean, well, like
2: what, what's sad about, what's sad is that like, I've known that Harvey's been that way for like 10 fucking years and it's like, I've been making jokes about it. And uh, in, in a way that it's like, Hey, someone needs to do something about this. Cause this is like really bad. <laughs> and it's like, Nobody did anything, <laughs> and it's
0: sad. You're you're absolutely right, and the sad thing is, what it comes down to is he held such a position of power that yeah. nobody wanted to lose their job, exactly. and nobody wanted to be blacklisted from the. He, uh, he was, he out was out the, the only Peter one Jackson out
2: independent exactly. It yeah, it out.
0: just came out that uh, Peter Jackson said, you know, looking back on it, um, Harvey Weinstein uh, basically cost both Mira Savino and. Um, Oh, who was it? Oh, Ashley, uh, Ashley Judd roles in the Lord of the Rings films, because when he had minimal involvement in the production at the beginning, P. Jackson had brought both of them up and he had said, Oh no, they're very, very difficult to work with. You don't want to do that. And yes. it's like, it was all, now we're finding out why. And it's like, and he even said, he's <laughs> like, I, I had no, I had no, uh, I, I had no uh, information whatsoever as to, these accusations at the time, all I was told was you don't want to work with them. They're very difficult. And I took it at face value. He's like, now I feel miserable. Right.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. um, Exactly. And and, like when when it's happened to me and it's been on a union production, um, honestly, I've gone to, you know, not like calling a hotline. I mean, I would call the hotline if I felt like my uh, life is in danger or something, but, Um, I mean, I I have reported uh, the production and the person who it was just so that it was a report, but, you know, on non-union stuff, um a lot of times the, it was coming from the person who was re- assigning my paycheck so there wasn't right. really anyone to go oh. to so i just kind of ignored yeah. it and sidestepped it until I, the production was done and then you know you just try and not work with that person again but on union productions you you can report it and it won't affect you you know but on non union stuff it, you really you're taking it into your own hands
0: right.
2: Okay, so
1: I want to bring this up because, um, you know, and maybe I won't bring it up on the next show because I've got an actress who worked with a certain person. I'm not going to say their name because it's just not my place because I didn't deal Mm -hmm. with this situation. But there was a person who um, had sexually um, harassed uh, friends of mine, um, more than one, you know, and stuff, and they're a director, and they shouldn't be doing this in this business. Now, it's not my place to say something because I don't know, like I wasn't there. Um, I would just right. be talking about rumors or whatever. So I can't really right. say anything.
2: But we all, we all have, we all person. know plenty of those people where there's tons oh, exactly. of people saying it about the same director. And it's like, Oh boy. Cause we know it's probably true. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. And then, and I so mean, like, it, it makes me wonder because this isn't a low budget filmmaker who is doing this stuff, you know, and, um, so a friend of mine actually, you know, uh actually talked to him, uh talked to this person and said um, you know, that they had you know or whatever or, well they had worked with them before and they had a good time, they had a fine time, like they didn't see anything wrong, right? Then the next time that they worked with them, that was when everything went bad, you know? And they kind of wished that they had listened to me. Um you know, like, or whatever, or, you know, but, but they didn't have a bad time the first time, you know what I mean? So where is the, you know, is, is it like something that anybody can do or is it just something that you guys got kind of to put up with and then just kind of, you I know what I mean? I think that's more, like, there...
0: I mean, I think that's the typical move of a predator. Uh, I think the first time that they worked with them, they're, they're gaining their trust. I, 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 right. I think, I mean, that's, uh, okay, I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, I was a, uh, a guidance counselor for um, uh, in a rape crisis center. Okay? And one thing that you learn from working in a situation like that is in most – not all, but in most cases of a situation like that, it's oftentimes people that they not only knew but they trusted. Now, yeah. we work in a business mm-hmm. where – we may be going on set with somebody we've never even met before, okay? I, I had an actress who was coming in from, uh, from Illinois, and she was incredibly talented, so glad that she was, in, was involved in the production, and she was going to drive up by herself, and I just explained to her, I'm like, that probably isn't a good idea. I'm like, because realistically, I can tell you I'm a nice guy, but you don't know me. Why put yourself right. in, in a situation like that? We'll pay for... Uh, we will pay for the extra or uh, the extra food or, or in hotel or whatever. And just bring someone, and not only on my set but on somebody else's set, because you don't know what you're getting into. Now, if it's somebody you've worked with before and you have a good, uh, a stable relationship with, absolutely. I just, unfortunately, a lot of times, like in your situation that you're talking about, that's time where that person or that predator is gaining that person's trust. And, right. and that's a shame. It really is disgusting, but it does happen.
2: No, I, and I always—I always say, uh, if, if you feel uncomfortable, feel free to bring whoever you want to the set. I'm totally cool with it. I want you to be as comfortable as possible, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if, if that helps, then help bring them up. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's not—it's not a problem for me. But uh, yeah, you definitely, yeah. Great points. I can't agree. that. Not the that. best, the fact
0: that realistically, it helps. It helps the performer worry about one less thing, so they can turn some oh, on absolutely. their role.
2: Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. No. Can't agree more.
1: Uh, Victoria, do you have anything to add to that, or? Uh, yeah,
3: I I completely agree. I completely agree. If you don't if you don't feel comfortable, you should be able to bring someone. Uh, but you, you should be able to, um, you know, everybody should be able to maintain professionalism. If you don't feel comfortable, then you should have someone there that, you know, you can trust, I suppose. But if, if you're really feeling that uncomfortable, you shouldn't go to a set that you feel that uncomfortable to, though. As yeah, well.
2: that, that's exactly. the main point, definitely.
3: And if yeah, it's that, If it's well,
2: too sketchy, if it's that sketchy, yeah. be like, um, no, it's not worth my time.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, but, well uh, I, I know, guess like,
0: that you bring up a good point, though, Victoria. How many times in your career have you been approached by a director that you weren't familiar with? I've got to assume, as uh, I mean, you you've been in the business quite a bit. I've got to assume quite a bit that happens. I know you have your your people that you've worked with and you love working with, but I, you do get approached quite a bit for for first time directors or even just somebody that you haven't worked for. Is that correct?
3: Uh, that's correct, definitely, definitely. Okay. But I've never well, felt uncomfortable showing up to to their set. I've always felt a hundred percent comfortable. I've I've never taken a job where I felt uncomfortable on set. That's fantastic. That's
2: great. She she's a pleasure oh, to well. work with. She's incredible. Thank
3: you. <laughs> uh, okay, before uh, you, before sweetie.
2: we
1: kind of end Love this and, and go into everything, I, I do have a funny story though. I I um was interviewing well I was, I was chatting with uh michelle Patel back in like a long time ago back in like 2007 or so um or eight um something like that but we were uh doing my show and uh i had tiffany Sheppas call in for like um you know to say happy birthday to michelle and she mm-hmm. the, right before she left she said um Oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to this really sketchy place in the woods for a set that I've never been to, so if I, if uh if you don't hear from me, um you know uh con- yeah, you know you know what to do, contact the police. Or it made me crack up because it made me think, like, how many times have actors gone to really sketchy places by themselves to act in movies, and they really don't know whats what's going to happen. Man, um, and Tiffany's so lot.
2: strong too. That's crazy. Oh yeah, you she, really want to mess with her. So she must be really scared.
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, no, she, she was, she's she was a, joking. She's a jokester too, there. She's a jokester. Like she was probably totally kidding. Yeah, she was yeah that, that, I was, just, I was just
2: about to say. I was just about to say that doesn't sound. It sounds like she's <laughs> yeah. maybe making a joke. <laughs> but um, yeah. all
1: right, so, uh, so James, uh, what have you been up to, and how can people reach you?
0: Well, the best way to reach me at this point is through Facebook. Um, uh, Right now, currently, we are about a third of the way through production on my directorial debut, uh, an erotic horror film called uh, Her Name Was Krista. That's actually going to be the reunion of the first time that uh, actress Ariana Ariana Albright and I have worked together in 20 years.
3: So I'm excited about that.
0: Um, we actually had to take some time off due to, um, some scheduling issues and I didn't want to let the crew go. So while we're on hiatus, we're doing a, as of yet, uh, unnamed or untitled horror anthology that we, uh, we start production on January, uh, January 2nd. So, so yeah, it's been fun. I mean, at this point, like I said, I, uh, Directing is been a completely new thing for me. I mean, I've been I've been mostly as an actor and a writer since 1985. So this is an entirely new experience. I the only reason I even decided to direct this project was because I just fell in love with the script when I wrote it and didn't want anybody else to touch it. So it's completely selfish reasons. Uh, but All right, um, but yeah, we're we're really looking forward to it. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can contact me on Facebook uh, through James L. Edwards or her name was Krista.
1: Oh, Okay, um, i just letting you guys know it's about to cut off in two minutes. <laughs> Who gonna have to? Uh, it's like literally gonna cut us off. So I'm um, gonna say goodbye. Yeah, I, I, so, uh, I have
2: way, I have way too much stuff to to. to yeah, plug. so just
1: so, uh, I guess so. Habadon, like you guys are both in or both doing? You and Victoria. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she's awesome. That's in awesome. It. She killed it.
2: Okay. <laughs> she killed it. it was uh, awesome. So <laughs> how do how can we? <laughs>
1: How can uh, I lo- they reach you guys? No. Both you guys.
3: Well,
2: Vicky, do you want to take it or because um, I mean I, I just got Facebook, so much shit on my phone. Twitter,
3: around. Instagram, my website's victoriademar. dot com. Everybody, get yourself a sign, Betty booped off for Christmas. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I love you guys.
2: love <laughs> <laughs> <I really laughs> you. Know. Too. Wow, that was quick. Oh, that, she's, I uh, think she's yeah, done I'm, this uh, before. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm monumentalpictures.com, um, blakefitzpatrick.net, uh, I think now, because the other one went out. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stupid shit. But I, <laughs> sometimes I, it's hard for me to keep up with it all, So because um, I'm always working, you know. I'm always doing stuff. I'm writing another book now. Um, I'm writing my first play. Uh and I'm doing four feature actually no five features now with the other dog. <laughs> nice. and then I've got I, I've got a horror I I've got a horror film that is um it's gonna it's, it's gonna be. It's literally about my... to
1: cut us off like in like a few oh, seconds. Sorry. So uh I just want to say goodbye to everybody and thank you guys and, all for coming and on. Rest the show rest,
2: and rest in peace. Rest in peace, Conrad Brooks.
3: Yes, rest in peace, Conrad Brooks. Yes, we love yes.
2: you. I have right, more to love add you. To guys that, all but... We love you all. I love you guys <laughs> all too. How should week? Okay,
1: thank you guys so much, and ev- everybody have a great, uh, great weekend and uh, enjoy yourselves for holidays.
3: Okay. You Bye. Know, thank great chatting with ourselves. you, guys, John. Thank you, John.
0: Okay. Thank you. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Take all
1: right. Yes. Have a wonderful day.
0: Okay. Have Bye.